Hello and welcome to the Simply Mental Podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Huntsville, Alabama. We're the only podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier life emotionally and mentally. I am your host, Chris DePew, and I sure am glad that you joined us today. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 10 of the Simply Mental Podcast. I hope that you're doing well this week. I hope that everything is going your way and that everything seems to be going easy uh, mentally and emotionally. I know how important it is to uh, feel good mentally and emotionally, and so I hope that this week has been an easier week for you in those regards. I do appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening this week, downloading the podcast. I appreciate uh, each and every listener. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen and hopefully you're getting something out of this um, and if, if you are I'd love to hear from you I'd love for you to leave me some feedback uh, if, you, if you if you like what you're hearing and it's helping you I'd love to hear from you please do that by leaving some feedback with iTunes uh, if you would do if you can review the podcast on iTunes leave a review I would greatly appreciate that that would mean a lot to me thank you to those that have already done that and have already subscribed and that have already left a review on on iTunes. I do appreciate that. That means a lot. You can also do that on Google Play Store as well. So today, the podcast is going to be about grief. Grief is not an easy thing. Grief is difficult uh, in, in any regard and th- surrounding anything, really. There are things surrounding grief that you need to understand from a clinical standpoint and not only from a standpoint of what the world or what people at large kind of think about grief because there there are many different things between those two Um, sometimes it doesn't line up uh, grief with what people tell you grief should look like and what people uh, and what grief actually looks like or what it should look like clinically can be two completely different things and so we want to talk about some of those similarities some of those differences. Um, There are uh, many, many different models of grief. Ways to think about grief is what that means. Uh, The the way that I'm going to be talking about today is called the Kubler-Ross model. Uh, It's probably the most well understood. It's probably the most recognizable model for grief. There are others. I like some of the other ones as well. But the Kubler-Ross really kind of sums it up for me and, and makes it seem, um, it's the most logical approach to me, to grief. And so that's why I'm going to use the Kubler-Ross uh, method or Kubler-Ross theory or model of grief, okay? So let's start by talking about some of the things that grief in the world looks like. So, but, so sometimes people think that there's a time limit on grief. Uh, and what the, what I mean by that is there could be people who say, shouldn't you be over that by now? This has been a long time. It's been six months. It's been three weeks, whatever the case may be. Sometimes people say you should be over that by now. There really shouldn't be. This should not be a part of your daily life anymore. Well, so clinically, let me tell you, and this is compassion wise too, this isn't just clinically, there is no timetable for grief that doesn't last a certain amount of time. It shouldn't last a certain amount of time. No one could be able to tell you, hey, your grief should only last this long. That should never be in the conversation. 
And the reason that is, is because everybody has to grieve differently and they have to go through the stages of grief that we're going to talk about in a minute. They have to go through those on their own uh, path. They have to go their own direction through those. They have to take their own time through them. They cannot be defined as a length of time okay so if you're out there and you're grieving right now it's the holiday season uh, no matter what holiday you're celebrating so it's the holiday seasons right now there's a lot of festivities a lot of time with family that's happening right now and sometimes grief can resurface and so if you're grieving the loss of a loved one um and I want to cover different types, but right now, the loss of a loved one, if you're grieving that this this holiday season, uh, know that you aren't alone. There's a lot of people that are grieving loved ones right now. Uh, and so take some comfort in knowing you aren't alone. Reach out to a support group uh, local to you. I know here in Huntsville, a hospice has a very good uh, grief group. So I would check some of the local hospice in your area and see if they have a grief group for people. Uh, I know the one here is highly recommended by most uh, mental health professionals that I know. I recommend it all the time. So now that we've kind of we talked about that so that's what we're talking about is grief and we're going to have this grief period there is no time frame you're going to grieve however you need to now the other part of this that we need to look at is the getting over it part when somebody says hey you should be over this or get over this that's not what happens you don't get over anything you don't forget things happen you don't uh what else you just don't forget. So the easy way to kind of put this in perspective is go up to a mother or, or a father that's lost their young child and say, well, one day you should be over this. I have a feeling that you're going to be, um, if you don't have a broken nose after that, uh, you're not going to feel really good about yourself for saying that because that's not what happens. Even if it's been years and years since they've lost their little one, they're not going to be over it. What happens in the process of grief is that you work through these five stages, again, that we're going to cover. And when you work through these, you learn to live a life that is better and, and you feel stronger having gone through the grief process. You don't forget that it happened. You don't, um, you don't decide that it's just not a part of your life. You just are able to live with the fact that it happened and feel stronger now. Uh, some people kind of think of it as thriver, um, survivor, um, you know, victim, those kind of roles. A lot of that is trauma-based, but, you know, kind of grief has some models of trauma. They kind of share some models, that is. So some people think about so people do people think that you should be over something you get over it but again that is not how this works you don't get over anything you don't decide that it's not a part of your life you you still have it you still hold on to it you carry it with you but you are affected less by it day to day other than knowing that you're stronger now because you've been through it okay all right, so let's move on into the stages of grief and let's look at what some of them are. Okay, so we'll, here's the other thing about these stages of grief. Okay, there is not an order to this. I may I may list them in an order. I may talk about them in a certain order, but there is no order to this. You could you could lose somebody, and you could start at the third step that I share. Or you could start at the fifth step and then go back to the second step. 
there is no order. You're going to work through the steps and you're going to work through this grief process in your own order, in your own time. Okay. So don't, don't think that if I list them in a certain order, that's the way you should be grieving because it doesn't work that way either. All right. So the Kubler-Ross is what this is. Okay. So the first stage of grief, and again, not first is in order, but the first one we're going to talk about uh, is denial. <clears throat> we're going to talk about denial. Denial, uh, means that you don't believe it's happened you make you in your head you have a cognitive uh you have the cognitive inability in the moment to tell yourself that this is real you try to tell yourself it's not real you deny the fact that this has actually happened you still call your loved one on the phone expecting them to answer you still show up at their house or their apartment or their place of business and you expect them to be there because you you cannot come to grips with the fact that this has actually happened. Okay, that's a denial. Denial is where uh, you'll spend a good deal of time, more than likely, uh, at first. That's typically one of the first ones that you kind of go to because you just don't want to believe that it happened. Okay, all right, so there's denial. The next one is anger. Uh, anger is a place that you will stay, especially, I guess, depending on how you've lost the loved one. You may spend more time in anger than other other times or other uh, periods of grief. So depending on how you've lost them will be kind of how you're going to, how long you'll stay in, in anger maybe, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll stay in anger all the time and, and, you know, for a long period of time and it didn't really matter. Um, how you lost them. So again, your own, your own time frame, your own kind of grief. That's how this works. But anger, you will be mad. You'll be mad at yourself for not doing something more than likely, or you could have prevented it, or you'll be mad that somebody else didn't prevent it, or you'll be mad at the EMTs. You'll be mad at, um, let's see, what else? You'd be mad at the hospital. You'd be mad at nurses or doctors and you lash out. And that's because during this period of grief, you're trying to find a way to make this make sense. You're trying to figure out how in the world can this have happened. And so you'll be angry about it. All right. Bargaining is the next step. Okay. So bargaining, you will spend some time in. What this is, is that you'll make deals with yourself. You'll kind of tell yourself, well, um, you know, maybe this didn't happen. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's not real. Maybe it's truly not real. Maybe you do need to go back and check and they will be at work or they will be at home when you when you go and drive by there. Um, you'll try to try to place yourself in their shoes. Well, how about I, how about you just, you, you know, you know, higher power. How about God? Why don't you just take me and don't take don't take them? Let's let's, let's trade for a minute. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Um, I'll make a deal to make this go away. So that's bargaining, okay? Kind of the standard standard procedure for bargaining. Um, so the next one is depression. Uh, depression is a common phenomenon. It's not uh, unusual outside of the um, outside of the world of grief. Uh, it happens outside many times, of course. You know this. Uh, but inside grief, depression will just just be truly depression. You will have days, weeks, um, a month maybe, where it's hard to do anything. Everything that used to make you really happy is not going to make you happy. Um, you're going to, you know, just getting up and getting out of bed in the morning to get to work seems like a really big hassle. 
that's depression. Uh, it will almost borderline on kind of, you know, clinical level of depression where you truly have some issues and it very well could be you, you are impaired enough to get a diagnosis of, uh, of depression. Um, now if they know the grief is going on, you'll get something different, but the, the depression can be so bad during a grief process that you meet, uh, qualifications for true, um, major depressive episodes. So you can't get out of bed every morning. It feels like you're walking around in a swamp. Every step you take is just difficult. Every breath you take seems more difficult. Um, your work is more difficult. Maybe you've missed more time from work than you should have just for, uh, just for grief, just for, um, trying to work through this, that you needed to, uh, the advice to you from a therapist maybe was to try to get back to work now and you just, you can't seem to do it. Okay. So that's depression. So watch out for depression. See help during the depression phase. If you have depression that's gets very bad and you're not able to get out of bed, you're not able to function normally at any kind of level, you need to probably see somebody because unchecked depression can always lead to suicidal ideations, okay? And you don't want to start thinking about taking your own life. And um, so seek help before that happens. Seek somebody, find somebody to get you some help during that depression to help you work through the grief process, okay? Um, so we've got depression. Let's see. We've so far we've covered denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and so the last one is acceptance. Acceptance is just what it sounds like. You have finally come to grips with the fact that this has happened, that it's that it's real, that you need to find a way to live your life now without this person, without their presence, without their knowledge, their wisdom, their voice. You need to figure out how to live life in a way um, which you feel okay without them now. And that's acceptance. And, and again, you could feel some moments of acceptance and then go back to depression, go back to denial, anger maybe. There's no order to these. There's no process that you have to work one after the other. You just have to process through most of these emotions uh, in order to be fully through the grief process, okay? Um, ways to help you, always you can do grief uh, grief work, do grief with a therapist. Um, they'll help you get through some of these emotions faster, maybe, maybe not. But they have the tendency sometimes to help you process grief, grief faster. So try to do it with a therapist if you think that would be beneficial. Um journaling journal through your grief write letters to the person you've lost uh, and then that can help you process some of the emotions that you're feeling as y'all know by now I'm a huge journaling fan and its ability to help you process emotions so please do that part alright so that's the five stages of grief according to Kubler-Ross who kind of developed this method of grief or this um, thought process of grief and I like this method it kind of covers all the emotions that I think need to be processed through uh, and it's helped a lot of people over the years um, process grief to kind of organize it and think of it this way okay alright now the other part of grief that I kinda wanna touch on briefly is loved ones losing a loved one is not the only kind of grief um, there can be grief over the loss of your relationships a marriage loss of, of your addiction and I know that one probably sounds a little funny to you but you can absolutely have grief 
over the loss of an addiction. So you say you've entered recovery and you know now that you can't ever use a substance again. Well, that substance and that addiction became your best friend while you were doing it, while you were living in active addiction. And so it's just kind of like losing our best friend and know that you, you do process through a grief process when you have to uh, work through addiction. There is a period of, of a time where you have to work through the grief that you're never going to be able to use the substance again or any mood or mind altering substance really. So there's a, there's a grief process there. So just know it, it's in there as well. Uh, the grief over the loss of your relationships, like a marriage or any kind of other partnership or relationship that's close, uh, it works the same way. You're going to feel like something is wrong, like you've lost a best friend because you might have lost your best friend and it's going to feel like they are, they, they have died. They have, uh, they're no longer around and you have to work through what that's like. And that's going to be grief. You can grieve the loss of your marriage. Um, matter of fact, probably the healthy way to uh, work through your the loss of your marriage is to grieve through the loss of marriage. So I encourage you, if you are in the middle of a season of grief, reach out for help if you need to. If you feel like you need to be moving forward and you're not through this process, find a therapist in your area that can help you work through the grief. And don't delay. Do that as soon as you can because you you want to get on and move move on with and, and start to live a life in which you feel um, good and you're mentally and emotionally healthy. And to do that, you have to work through grief. Being stuck in grief isn't healthy and you don't have to live your life the rest of your life that way, okay? Uh, all right, so... It's kind of a short one this week. I hope that that was fine. If you have questions on grief, if you have questions on finding a therapist in your area, please reach out to me. My email is chris at simplymental.net or you can get me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at hsvcounselor and you can reply to me there, send me a message and say, hey, you want to chat and we'll find a better way to kind of talk probably. Uh, also, uh, again, if you would review the podcast on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thanks to those who already have. If you have the ability to support the podcast financially and you would like to do that, I am trying to do more things with this podcast. I'm trying to release more episodes, try to have more interviews with certain uh, more specialists. Uh, and to do that, I need to uh, need to have some support. And so if you can financially support the podcast, I would appreciate it. You can do that by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash simply mental. And there you can pick your subscription. You can do a dollar a month. Uh, you can do as little as a dollar a month, all the way up to anything that you really want to give per month to help support the podcast, keep it on the internet, keep it so you can download it. Uh, it's not free uh, to keep a podcast online and to keep it updated. So uh, I do appreciate any and all support that you can give. Again, that's not a requirement. Never will be. You'll always be able to get this podcast for free. But those that can support are able to help those who maybe can't support financially but really need the help mentally and emotionally. So I really appreciate everyone who can donate and who has donated. Um, it means it means the world to me. So thank you very much. 
Um, all right. Well, we will see you next week, uh, and we'll be one week closer towards Christmas. So I hope this season has been good to you, and I hope that you're doing well. Please reach out to me if you need any help, okay? We'll see you next week, friends. Bye for now. This has been the Simply Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to remind everybody that the information shared in this podcast is not meant to replace the information from a professional. So if you need a professional, please be sure to reach out and find a professional in your area. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and also rate in iTunes. We'll see you next time.